0: Good afternoon and welcome everybody into another edition of the Devoted Steelers Podcast. I am the D as in Dimitri George. joined alongside my co-host as always, he is the V, Vince Paparella. And Vince, let's jump right into it. Vince, it's it's a trying time in, in the world right now with everything that's going on with the uh, COVID-19 or the coronavirus, if you will. Um, obviously, we want to obviously extend our prayers to anybody that's been impacted or affected and obviously everyone to continue to try to make the best decisions and right decisions and practice social distancing and kind of trying to prevent the virus from continuing to spread, even though that seems inevitable. Um, I forgot the gentleman's name. I think he was a doctor. Some events. I'm not sure if you saw it, but he kind of gave the best advice that I've heard um, in terms of how to, how to basically handle your business from a day-to-day uh, basis. He said, as opposed to trying to, go day by day preventing to get the virus you should go take every day as if you have the virus and act that way uh that because when you if you were to have the virus you wouldn't be going out you wouldn't be touching everything and you would be taking the precautions and washing everything hands and all that and whatever the case is so that was i think the best piece of advice um that i've heard to this point uh and obviously this is a fluid situation seems like it's going to get worse before it gets better um but I just wanted to highlight that before we obviously start talking sports, which is secondary to everything that's going on in the real world, but um I did wanna make that you know, I did wanna make that you know, statement. I don't know if you have anything you wanna to add to that.
1: Common sense tactics. Um, you know, I went out on Friday and I felt a little guilty. Um but my brother was in town. As you should. You know. <laughs> as I should. <laughs> um but you know and you can tell at least in Columbus and I live very close to Ohio State. Um You know, there's definitely a decrease in activity and, you know, you're going to see numbers go up for a while. But then, you know, eventually, hopefully things will plateau, which I suspect they will. And then we can begin to discuss when our lives return to normal. But for now, you know, just if you need anything, make sure to reach out.
0: And then moving on, I think some of the uh, one of the best news that I know. And, you know, and I say that from a total fan perspective, it doesn't impact my pockets. It doesn't impact me in any certain way. But there is labor peace in the National Football League for another 10 years. Uh, I think it passed. I think the number was with 51.5% of the vote,
1: Uh, which is very small.
0: um, I want to say it was around – there was around a 60-vote difference, I want to say.
1: Yeah, so the final vote was 1,019 in favor to 959 against. So So, it's like 50.5%.
0: Right. So – not a very wide margin. That's to be expected. You saw a lot of the prime premier players uh, come out and voice their, you know, the displeasure displeasure with the deal when it first came out. So, regardless of that, unfortunately, there's players who didn't vote. Who obviously we talk about, you know, this pres, you know, a presidential elections about to happen, and there'll there'll be several thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people that won't vote. Millions. Um, right. Millions um, at all. So it's very important to vote no matter what your, what the situation is. And in this case, the NFL players are upset with the, their peers and uh, that did not vote. But regardless of the fact is there is a new labor deal. There's a new CBA. It has been ratified. It'll go into effect officially on Wednesday when the new league year, when the new league year opens or officially begins. Um, some of the high level um stuff vince i 'll let you highlight most of them um but the i'll let you highlight most of them, but I wanted to just, you know kind of get touch them on a little bit more on, I want to touch on them a little bit here um as you go through them so if you don't mind just going through the high level ones um and then we can obviously share our thoughts at the end of that,
1: sure, okay, so starting with the annual revenue um in twenty twenty owners received fifty three percent of the revenue and uh, players to 47%. Um, if you compare that to the NBA, I believe it's close to a 50-50 split. Um, and then in the forthcoming year, starting in 2021, uh, the players will move up to forty-eight, and the owners will go down to 52. Um, still a lot of – I mean, we're talking about a very, very big pie that the NFL revenue is. So, you know, the difference, even 4%, is actually quite significant. Um, but, you know, that's about to kick in a whole bunch of, as you said earlier – uh, from a whole bunch of new TV deals that will add to that pie.
0: So the revenue, like I said, obviously this does not impact my, my pockets at all. I mean, at I think I saw at the end of this new deal, I want to say I saw that the NFL will be around a $20 billion industry. <laughs> Probably. Uh, I'm not sure. Sh- I'm not sure if that was the number. It was 20 or 30. And so we're talking about a lot of money here. Um, again, I understand the players' point of, point of view. They're the ones that are risking their health, their long-term health. Um, they're going to try and and scratch for every penny. Mm-hmm. Um, so I totally understand the gripes that are being made by most of the NFL players. It seems like the people... I haven't seen. A, obviously, the people that voted yes, are happy that the CBA went into effect, and that really impacted the undrafted or the minimum salary guys. And and I think I think the owners were smart to take that to the table in regards to yeah. bumping up some of the min the, bumping up the minimum salaries, and you know, give them a little bit more of the revenue share. And as you I think you were mentioning about the TV deals that are looming, yeah. that's just going to add more money into the into the pot for the players, especially the ones that haven't gotten their bag yet, if you will. So,
1: yeah. Um, speaking of salaries. There's an immediate increase in minimum salaries and by the year twenty twenty nine, all salaries in the NFL will be a minimum of one million dollars. Which is which is great. I think. which is fantastic. It's a huge increase. You know, I think, you know, there were some contracts for like two hundred thousand, four hundred thousand dollars. You know, I mean very minimal minimal contracts. But now, I mean, starting at one million, that'll be fantastic. And
0: and I even I even think practice squad yeah. compensation went up as yeah. well.
1: Uh, it doesn't specify that in either this list, but I'm sure it did. Uh you know, and obviously by 2029, 20, there will be a significant increase in the salary cap, so um, they will be able to fit these players in, I'm sure, just fine. So,
0: um, Drug. yeah, I mean, like I said, uh, it, it's good that they were able to come into agreement, and I, I think ultimately, I know it. They the players want more of a 50 50 split. Um, I'm not sure that they'll ever get that, however, to go to 48, I think you said 48 and a half.
1: And that just goes forty, goes from forty
0: seven to forty eight. Gotcha. To go to forty eight, I think that's a, a a big win for them. Um, and ultimately, like I said, when these TV deals come out, I think it goes up a little bit more. But th- the point is, I think I think they made out okay. I understand that there's players that won 50 but. When in negotiation, you know you're going to have to give some to get some, you know. So I think that's a good happy medium for each side.
1: You know, during the NBA offseason, I think somebody like DeAndre Hopkins, who obviously is on the news a lot today, commented like, you know, when are we going to get this kind of money? Because they see these max deals for these NBA players. And, I'm, you know, there's how many guys on the NBA roster compared to at least 53 on the NFL roster plus practice squad. I mean, it's a, it's a slightly different ballgame. So, right. Yeah. And that's the big thing is I think the NFL players see
0: these baseball contracts, they see these uh NBA contracts that are just guaranteed money no matter yeah. what happens, whether you get hurt the day after you sign it, right? Yes. So uh, and I and I understand that. Like I said, I I can't speak for somebody else's pockets, but um like I said, I I think in the negotiation you're just you're going to you're you're going to have to sacrifice a little to get a little. So there's some other things that the players wanted and I think if you ask most of them, they feel as though they were able to get some of the bigger stuff. Even if the split wasn't 50-50, I think they'll, you know, overall the deal was, in terms of, I don't want to say it was great for the players, um, but at the same time, I think they got a lot of stuff accomplished that they wanted to.
1: And one of the things they wanted to accomplish was the drug policy. So, you know, if you're a Steelers fan, I'm sure you can remember, you know, Mark Davis Bryant having a lot of issues with the law, regardless of where he went, uh, specifically with marijuana. And in this new CBA, there's a significant reduction of penalties for marijuana use, no suspensions for positive tests, and annual testing is limited to the first two weeks of training camp, and there are also higher – also, excuse me, higher thresholds for positive tests. And it gets into specifics here. Um, but on the
0: opposite – Which is confusing to me. Why would they why would they test you for it if they're not going to suspend I, you I, for I,
1: it? Probably. They'll just find you. Um, and then there's increased discipline for DUIs. Um, a three-game suspension for each uh, violation. I would like to see some more stuff on domestic violence because that tends to be a very gray area, but that may be, they may leave that up to you know, the discretion of the commissioner. I don't know. Which is not Which good. Is not good. But... So that's the new drug policy.
0: So that's huge, right? Yeah. I mean, guys like Martavis, guys like Josh Gordon, uh, there's a handful of others, right? And you heard players from all sports, right? You know, promote uh, the the you know the the benefits of being able to smoke uh, marijuana for mental or even physical pain relief. Physical relief, right? So, I think that's that's great for the players, and hopefully, gives a second chances for guys like Martavis and and Josh Gordon and a slew of others that have been dealing with that. Because at at the end of the day, it's now more of a relief for them, right? They don't have to feel like they got to work around the clock to make sure they can pass the test. They can kind of, you know, because again, we don't know what these guys go through in their personal lives. And it could be, it could be for multiple reasons. It's not just, yes, it comes off as recreational use. And and there's plenty of players who use it recreationally. Mm -hmm. However, there's a lot of players that use them for the physical pain relief for mental uh, health uh, or, you know, to kind of calm their anxiety or depression or anything like that. So I and you know I don't know the scientific fact behind it, but to this point, it's not my knowledge, it doesn't seem that the use of marijuana is very detrimental to your health, right? So, yeah. um, as opposed to you when you're drinking and your and your liver shrivels up like that, that like as opposed to drinking, which I guess is the immediate comparison for sure. me, I think there's a, it's far less impactful than drinking um, is.
1: Just like anything else, too much of a good thing is a bad thing. Right. Um, right. Okay. So, rosters. So, some changes in rosters. One, teams can designate an additional player to return from injury reserve for each year. Apparently, this was already at two and it has now moved to three. Two practice squad players each week can be elevated to the team's active roster, and the team doesn't have to replace the player on the practice squad, which is very interesting. Um, active game day rosters have increased from 46 to 48 starting this year. And then next year, practice squads expanded from 10 to 12. And then the following year, they expanded to 14 players.
0: So that's interesting, right? In terms of when you're talking about building a roster and coming at the end of training camp and cutting down from 90 to eventually 55. We haven't figured out yet if it's 55 going in this year or when they go to 17 games or not. But regardless, now you have a little bit more flexibility, right? So teams juggling the waiver wires and – figuring out, and, and, I, and I don't know if it's in there, Vince, if you have it up. I want to say I read somewhere that there is some changes to practice squad eligibility. Oh, it's uh, not in the article I'm reading, but I can I don't, and it's not important, but that would be interesting as well.
1: We can post um, it on Twitter. But I
0: know I, 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 uh, I, I'm not sure what, I, I don't know what the exact one is now prior to this new CBA. I want to say if you had like more than three occurred seasons um, a seasons in, uh, under your belt, you couldn't be on. the, I don't know. I, like I said, I don't know what the thing is. I felt like Jordan Dangerfield's been on there forever. Back in the day, there was a couple other guys that I was like, how the, how they are they still on the on the practice squad? I feel like they've been there for years. Um, but regardless, the main point is roster expansion was needed to happen with going to another mm-hmm. game, uh, which is what we'll get into. But um, no, like I said, it'll be it'll be interest. It'll make it making the cut down day a lot more interesting. Um, and seeing how teams handle that. And, again, on game days, now you can dress an extra lineman. Um, I saw an article, but I forget by what uh, beat reporter um, in Pittsburgh, about, you know, now you can carry an extra fullback uh, on your roster um, or even carry one on game day just to have another one. But that – I mean, we're talking about – that's one example. But, again, we always talk about position flexibility. This really helps now, right, because now you – now you don't necessarily need alignment to be able to play two or three positions. While that's great to have someone like that. Now you have a little bit more flexible. You can have a true backup guard or a true backup tackle or so on and so, so forth. So, you know, you still want to, you still want to have guys that can play multiple positions, but there is now room to be able to just have guys that are designated for specific positions, as opposed to trying to play them out of place. If given, uh, or if uh, the situation arose that you needed yeah. to play
1: them. So I'm going to combine the next category. Uh, It's holdouts and international games. Uh, So for holdouts, there are increased fines for holdouts and players who leave training camp without permission. Uh, Antonio Brown. Uh, Players (laughs) under contract who fail to report to camp on time or leaves the team for more than five days without permission, no longer be eligible to earn uh, an accrued season for that year. Okay. Right, And then finally, international games. There are no more than 10 international games per season between 2020 and 2025. Any team playing more than one international game in a season will pay players a $5,000 stipend for each additional game. That applies to your hometown team now of Jacksonville.
0: Yeah, they're there every year. and Back-to-back um, this year, I believe, right? Right. Um, exactly, yeah. They are playing two games. So... Not much though, on in the international games. I get it; they're trying to promote. Um, I, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe the Jaguars end up in London. I don't know. It just seems like there. It's some something, something's growing yeah. that way. Um, but you know, I think those are just these two. Don't really, you know, not the. I w- wasn't really these are the type of these are the type of things on, on the CBA that were like, yeah, I, I got to there, but there wasn't
1: that big so, a deal to me. I don't know yeah, if you the big thing is the new season structure. So in 2020, there's a 16-game season this year. Uh where the postseason will be expanded from 12 to 14 teams. That's one more in each conference. Okay. Each conference. In the following year, 2021, the NFL has the option to expand the regular season from 16 to 17 games. When and if the NFL moves to 17 games, each team receives a bye-week in place of a fourth preseason game. So I'm assuming that these schedule we will start basically on Labor Day weekend instead of um, the week after Labor Day. Um, at least, I don't, I can't see them. T-
0: well, so you play, you play, you you, you play the three preseason games. Everyone would have a full week off, and then they have, a, you know, the week leading up to that yes. first game. I guess. Which, and then they have their, and then they have their whatever regular yeah, buy, which is and the more helpful
1: because if somebody gets a stupid injury in training camp and they just need a few weeks. It's less game time than this. Um, I'm very interested in the 17 game. I know, obviously, it's not going to start this year or next year. or But next year, you know, I am in f- favor of, like, a rivalry game with another team from the opposing conference and playing in a neutral site. Like, for me, how cool would it be for the Steelers and the Eagles to go play in Beaver Stadium where Penn State is? I think that would be awesome. Um, you know, and you could have... Uh, Baltimore, Washington. Well,
0: someone put it. Someone put it. Dale Lally, I think, put it. What do you do when they're matched up? That happens to be the year that they're matched up. You just you know, the NFC. You you play, play the NFC, extra
1: game.
0: You you, yeah. so you play them twice. So you would play the Eagles twice. there would be once. So basically, in the life of the CBA, you would play the Three Eagles. Three times. Tw- tw- well, twice.
1: Yeah, twice. Two more um, times.
0: Twice, in in two separate seasons, you'd play yes. them twice. I think that's fine. I mean, I that I, and I and I, I, I don't I don't know how they're going to do it, right? Because I you know, but that that definitely would be interesting. No, that I mean, that makes a lot of obviously it makes a lot of sense. That's a lot of fun. Um, I love
1: playing the Eagles. Can you find sixteen rivalry games? So. You make them, or if it does something doesn't work you try something else new like you know it would be great if you know I, they go play a game in toronto one of these games i know that's international but like toronto is a lot different than london like people don't have to change their bye week because they got to go play a game in toronto i mean going to london's completely you know that's why i hate the london stuff i'm like i don't want to have to build in my bye week to go across the freaking atlantic ocean we got our football here they got soccer let us be um you know, right. I mean, you know, rivalry games get hard because, you know, people were suggesting well, what happens if Cincinnati wants to play Cleveland in Columbus, you know, we're halfway. Well, then that means they'd be playing three separate times in a year. And that just gets crazy. Like, you know, so there, but there are some things you could do. And you, I think there are a lot of interesting opportunities to play at college uh, stadiums, you know, to get them more involved. And I'm sure it would generate revenue for them. And it would really help expand the NFL game without having to go, you know, very far. Play a game in Vancouver. Don't you know? Play a game in Alberta. Play two games in Mexico City. I think that's very cool. Um, but as far as that, you know, I think it should be somebody from the other conference because I feel like, you know, well, it's it's nice when these teams like the Seahawks you don't get to play very often. You know, I, I like to face Russell Wilson. You know, once more than two or three times in his career. You know, he's you know, I like you know, right. it's another chance for me to see him, and it, it gives you another chance for to measure your team about against the rest of the league. You know, in the in the NBA. You play every team, right?
0: Well, yeah, you play every team at least one. You play every you play team every at least team twice, because um, you play you, you play once at their.
1: That's the same way in the NHL. And I, I, I don't know how baseball works, just too many games. But you know, I mean, you know, around the league, players get to interact and they get to see each other. And I, I'm all for you know increasing that. So.
0: Yeah, no, and I and I just to touch like you know, the seven teams for me. I mean, you took the seventeen game angle. I'll go to seven, seven uh, playoff teams in each conference that obviously would have impacted the Steelers quite a few times here the last ten years.
1: They've been in the playoffs um, ten freaking years. So I
0: think that's interesting. That makes the number one seed that oh, much yeah? more valuable, right? So, um, you no longer are shooting for the two seed. That's not. That's not. That's not good enough. Um. So to put more valuable you're going to see probably less starters resting at the end of the year um, making more comp- you know week 17 sometimes can be a uh, you might have the, or some week 17s where it's very in, you know important or and then you have some where it's not you always have usually have one or two games at least that are important but this might increase that which is obviously you know for money as well because that just creates more interest and you know no one's turning the TV off after
1: you know the first five minutes because the star- stars are... It's going to make a great wild-card weekend. I mean, you have six games instead of four. I don't know how you handle it. Well, yeah. No, I, I think that's going uh, to be interesting. It actually works out really well. it go 6-4-2-1. Um, so instead of 11 playoff games, you have 13. Yeah. Right. So that is... Um, that's the new CBA. I think it works out for a lot of... Uh, a lot of uh, lower-earning uh, NFL players, and it gives more people to, you know, in the short time that they are in the NFL, the average career in the NFL is three-point-something years. So while you get in, you make your money, you save aside your earnings, and you can help uh, have more economic success for your family and or, or yourself. So I think that really benefits them.
0: So obviously I want to um, transition to – The tampering period, if you will. Um, Right, that's where we're in. Um, With everything that's going on in the world, the NFL, there was talk that they might push it back because of everything, but they decided to um, keep it everything in status quo. So here we are. um, We are recording this on Monday, the first day uh, that teams can and agents can negotiate with teams um, for free agency. Um, as we see here right now, the Steelers did make some moves. Um, they, one, placed the franchise tag on Bud Dupree, Needed. which is not surprising. Um, but they were already, before doing anything, they were already strapped against the cap. So doing that is already about, I think it's
1: $15 million plus for, to, to, for Bud yeah, Dupree. Yeah, breaking news. Now, when you look at that. I, uh, Adam Shafter okay. 38 seconds ago, former Steelers nose tackle Javon Hargrave has reached an agreement with the Eagles on a three-year $39 million deal with twenty six million fully guaranteed. Highest paid nose tackle in the NFL is now Javon Hargraves. Yeah. Awesome. That's
0: awesome for him, right? And we were just talking about we were just talking about
1: Steelers,
0: Eagles stuff right there. And um that's 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 awesome for him. He was definitely definitely I think if you talk to people that watch the Steelers follow the Steelers know how good a player Javon Hargrave is. Um, he plays a position that's kind of died out in the new NFL, um, but he's a good player. He can play the run. He can play the pass. He's young. Um, that's a great get for the Eagles, so kudos to them. Thank you, Ron, um, that as, as, I, um, as I was mentioning, because the Steelers are already strapped against the cap, what they had to do to, fr- to franchise Bud Dupree to pay him the 15 plus million that he's going to be owed for one season at least unless they come to an agreement on a long-term deal. They had to make some moves. Um, so that started today. So Mark Barron, uh, Johnny Holton, Anthony Chicolo were released. Ramon Foster um, retired. There was rumors um, that he was being shopped. Um, and if ultimately they did not find a trade partner, he was going to be released. However, Ramon Foster took matters in his own hands and decided to call it quits. Nothing but the absolute best to Ramon Foster. A guy that was undrafted came in and had himself a nice long career with the Steelers, uh, starting a lot of games um, for them and, and paying a pivotal role on that offensive line. Um, so, I think to that point, to this point, and they did re- do a. a uh, restructure of Vance McDonald's uh, deal, so he will be around. Some thought maybe he was going to be gone because of his play from last year.
1: Yeah, I have um, some thoughts on that. But any thoughts?
0: Any, any I'm thoughts? very happy
1: for um, Javon Hargrave. He he's at North Carolina. Oh, sorry, South Carolina State. Um, great player, undervalued. Um, and then you know, moving to Ramon Foster. Really, I mean, I saw so many tweets today about what a leader he was, about how many he helped, you know, all these young undrafted players, um, you know, kind of transition to the NFL and, or into the league. And that's such a great trait when you can, uh, you know, kind of associate that with a player. And he was the leader on this offensive line, you know, much like Pouncey is and DeCastro. And, you know, he's really going to be think in the locker room. I'm sure Ben had a specific uh, or a very special connection with him. Uh, as far as our Bud Dupree linebacker goes, I'm very excited to see Bud Dupree back with uh, T.J. Watt next year. I'm, you know, I'm getting excited just sitting here thinking about those two going back at it. Um, and you know, Johnny Halton, were they paying him seven bucks, I mean, <laughs> <like> <laughs> they were they, they were paying him acorns, man. I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, sorry, no disrespect to Johnny Holton. Uh, but I know his contract wasn't worth much. Like, really, I'm sure he cl- cleared a lot of cap space. Uh, and Mark Barron, you know, I-, I think he filled a need last year. And, I, you know, he was clearly a transition piece until Devin Bush, um, you know, can get going. And I believe that Devin Bush, you know, can step up more. Not that he can replace those snaps, because as many people have, seen, you know, suggested, his percentage of snaps was um, fairly significant. But with a combination of Vince Millions and UG3, um, I believe that they can get that done.
0: I'm very excited. I think that's one of my first things I tweeted when they got rid of Mark Barron is that I'm hoping the UG three comes back healthy and he is going to be, I think positioning or, you know, putting himself in a position to take some of those snaps that are being left uh, that void left by Mark Barron. Um, Very excited about that. Uh, To your point, Johnny Holton. I possibly potentially was gonna be the new DHB. Um but I, I'm looking up his
1: contract, hold on.
0: You know. I I wanna say it was like he since he had a couple of years in the league, I think his minimum salary was like eight hundred and ninety five thousand. Um again, that's that that's not earth shattering from a money standpoint or to lose him. Anthony Ciccolo is another guy, six round pick who really transformed his body from a real true defensive end to a stand up outside linebacker. Um I was to gotten some legal issues that were ultimately
1: dropped at this. Way year. too much money wasted. Um, they should have let him go, to New England. Right. He might have gotten um, what's his name from so Michigan, Vinovich. Yeah. Right. Johnny Holt so, was making eight hundred twenty-five thousand dollars this year.
0: Eight hundred twenty-five. So, yeah. So I mean,
1: obviously, you know,
0: Steelers will still Steelers will have to continue to make moves. I expect some other restructures. You might find another release. One thing I do want to say um, that I don't know if you've been reading, but I've been... And I don't know because of the new CBA. um, I'm not a cap guru. Um, I don't know. But at the end of the day, I keep hearing potentially that Mike Hilton will not be tendered a restricted offer. I would be very upset with that. Um, I understand from breeding the beat writers that are in that locker room, have sources in the organization, specifically Jerry Dulac, who constantly reminds us that there are some in the Steelers organization that basically feel that he is a liability of, of, in coverage whoa, whoa, because whoa, whoa, of his whoa, size, whoa. which Fucking I totally understand. Every time? Come However, um, I don't – I understand he's smaller, um, but the guy just makes plays. plays. He's a football player. He makes plays – He's great against the run. He's great off the edge as a blitzer. Um, I think he's feisty in coverage. Uh, yeah, he get he gives up a lot in size, but man, he plays hard. Um, and if and if the you know why not? If if, if I like Cam Sutton, you I like the year that him. he had last year. I don't know though that I'm ready to
1: say that. He's your nickel guy.
0: You know. I'm willing yes. to turn everything over to Cam- Yeah,
1: I'm I'm not I'm not I don't know. I I think you're I better
0: with the both of them.
1: You gotta find something to do with so, John, you know, with Hilton. He's as you say, he's around the ball. And right. the only time that I see you know, there's a there are a couple of plays I can think of where he got burned. I think and the Colts came down the seam. I can think of that specifically It was coming to my mind. But every if you talk about coverage, I mean, let's point back to that uh Seattle game and their Butler keeps blitzing him off the edge. You're playing against Russell Wilson, dude. All right, he's going to take those 7 yards every time. And that's why he's letting up. If you're going to give that against him, then I'm not I'm not hearing it. All right. Every time I see him in coverage, he's knocking right. the ball out, all right? Or he's defending the pass. He's he's feist. It just
0: seems like he's always around the ball. He's always making plays. I understand there's some limitations because of his size, but I ain't taking it. Again, if I if he's Right, no. I, and I, I'm hoping that that's – I hope they they find a way to bring him back, figure it, figure it out. They always seem to do – seem to. So that, 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 that's
1: something that is worth um, keeping on. I, eye I know I didn't comment on too much on uh, Anthony Ciccolo, but, I, you know, he had some issues last year, obviously, and just a serious waste of cap space to even be considered a around round. Um, in the new CBA – I read this off Steelers Depot. It was, it was Ali, either Alex or uh, Dave. I'm sure it's Dave. Dave loves these numbers. Um, shout out to Dave. Uh, but if you restructure Ben Rossberg's contract, for example, like under the old CPA, it would have been like $3 million that they freed up. Now it's close to $9 million. And I know that, you know, that's compounded down the road. But, and, but
0: apparently – next year they're talking about the salary cap because of the tv deals and everything the salary caps are is yes. gonna balloon up more yes. maybe more than 10 million dollars so there might be some more room so pushing something like ben's thing
1: might not it well, years past to be eh, i don't if, know you know if but... they can get a guarantee maybe that the cap rises in, in 15 million eh, you know that becomes more doable you know if you're talking about a 210 or 2 or 215 next year cap space you're like okay okay so I, I'm very interested to see, you know, how they do that, especially if they feel like there's, you know, you and I have talked about this before that this is now, I mean, it, it is 2020, 2021. Oh, we ain't getting the Super Bowl for a couple of years. All right. Sorry. That's the way it is. We have big Ben. Now he's coming back. He's healthy. Uh, I think Jared, do like just repeat, just reported today that he was ahead uh, of schedule continuously. Good. Get him throwing. All right. Get him in the house. No more than 10 people get running some routes. All right. We can get these wide receivers together. All right, just get together, go over some film. I This time is now. So if, I think if, you know, if they can restructure Ben and say there's somebody that we want to go get that's going to put us over the top, maybe another wide receiver, maybe, you know, I don't know, another.
0: I that, I, I don't know if it'll be receiver. I think the wide receiver class is so deep they can find somebody. And, you know, it's they speaking. can find diamonds it's in the thing. rough with them. Um. What I would probably – you'll probably actually see them kind of tie some knots, I feel like, in free agency on the defensive side. you got to replace Javon Hargrave now. I'm not saying you're going to replace him with a starter, but you can find Correct. another Tyson Aluoglu-like nose tackle. Um, you might want to find some depth at a safety. Now you don't. Now you have a, a, some depth concern at the outside linebacker position, right? Because now, even still, with Bud Dupree being franchised, if you cannot come to a long-term deal, and if he plays another great year that he had like this year, He's going to price himself out because you have to pay TJ Watt, right? So behind him you have Tuesday Skipper, which yeah. I know we are excited to have him back. Uh you have Ola. Um oh. and that's about it, right? So, you know, you don't have ton of depth, so you might see a a signing there. I think free agency is gonna be a time to tie some knots. Maybe if maybe a sign a running back on a cheap, cheap. I'm talking about like maybe uh I don't want to. I, I want to say something like uh, a well Day Moore kind of t- signing, or maybe uh, a D'Angelo Williams yeah, type of we'll signing, right? A, a veteran guy comes in, and
1: you know, looking to replace right. you know that linebacker defensive line position. I'm, they're probably going to go Mac if about to get a chance, you know, or if I take a guess, you know, they're probably just they're probably just driving around the Mac schools, checking out the talent. You know, they're going to Toledo, they're going to Akron, they're going to Miami of Ohio. They're just scouting the Mac right now. That's all they do. Scout in the back. Of course. Um so
0: um so that was pretty much the news of the day for the Steelers. Um they will have more moves to be made. Um just to highlight some of the big ones that have happened today around the league. Um as we just mentioned, Javon Hargrave, some of the big ones. And I don't necessarily want to talk about each of them, just kinda of going through them. Uh DeAndre Hopkins was traded for whatever reason to the Texans, um, for David Johnson. And there were some picks exchanged. God, Lord, good Lord, Houston. You need a GM. Don't think Bill O'Brien's the guy at all for coach or GM. Um, uh, DeForest Buckner was traded to the Colts from the 49ers and signed a new deal with the Colts for a first round pick. um, there and there is um, Byron Jones just got mass, a massive deal from the Miami Dolphins. In addition, Miami also signed Kyle Van Noy from the nice. New England Patriots. Um, Jimmy Graham somehow got a two-year, sixteen million dollar deal from the Bears with nine million guaranteed. Um,
1: just talk about the Ravens. I know I'm missing some
0: um, Oh right, the Ravens. The Ravens traded for Calais Campbell. They gave the uh, Jaguars a back of chip for him. Um, don't know how they got that, and they also signed, uh, Michael Brockers to a three-year, thirty D-line. million dollars deal. D-line. Um, so they are definitely beefing up, beep beeping beefing up their defensive line, as you mentioned. Um, uh, Case Keenum somehow got a three-year, eighteen million dollar deal from the Browns to back up that guy, um, Baker Mayfield. Uh, however, they did make a solid sign. That, of Jack Conklin they really needed. That um, right, so that is something I will give them credit for. But then they they do come around and sign Christian. Uh, Christian, yeah, you um, Austin Hooper. Um, Yeah, David and Joku over there. I understand mm-hmm. you wanted to do some more two tight end sets, but I think there's, you know, if they didn't get Conklin, I probably would be more upset about this thing, but. Since they got him, I'm, I'm kind of like, oh, okay, I guess. But, you know, you hope to continue to build around the offensive line because that yeah, still so, needs a lot know, of work. about the Browns is, um,
1: you know, they're two years away from probably paying. They're going to have to pay Miles Garrett, and they're going to have to pay uh, – right now I would say they're going to pay Baker Mayfield. Um, and if they want to re-sign one of their wide receivers later, um, they're going to have to do that too. Well. Also – I think you're yeah. talking about like guys uh, like speaking, Nick Chubb. Well, yeah, yeah, the, you know, I I, I don't I'm know. He's a fan. He's like, I don't know if they're going to re-sign him. You know, the whole thing with second deals and running backs right now is. Ugh.
0: I get it. I get it. But I don't. I don't know if Nick Chubb is going to command Todd Gurley, David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell money. I He's think stud, Nick yeah. Chubb's an absolute phenomenal running back. But I also I don't think he is the player. I don't think I don't, and I'm not saying he doesn't view himself as that kind of player, but I don't think the Browns or the league, even if he tried to test for agent view Nick Chubb as a generational player at the running back position. I think he's a really solid running back that you could definitely, you would love to have, but he's not the guy that's gonna not just not gonna run for twelve, thirteen hundred yards and also catch yeah. eighty, eighty-five balls. Yeah. I think he's more of a fourteen hundred yard and yeah, maybe I like 40 know. receptions on um, the year. Speaking
1: of Browns, uh, former Browns safety Eric Murray reached an agreement with the Houston Texans on a three-year deal uh, for $20.25 $20. million a minute ago. Yeah, I'm
0: sure you're looking. did at that. see that. Um, some other some other releases, Devontae Freeman got released from the Falcons as they cut a lot of stuff. Uh, they cut a lot of players to clear some cap space. Um They also cut Mm -hmm. uh, Desmond Trufant. Um, They traded for God knows what
1: reason.
0: Um, Hayden Hurst. I I know they lost Austin Hooper, but they gave up a second-round pick to the Ravens. It just seems like the Ravens every year. They have to have some dirt on these people. um, uh, Well, I know. I mean, they just seem like they always just make really solid moves, and that's why I respect
1: The Ravens. Sorry, I'm I'm over it.
0: That was harsh. Um, I know. I I hear I hear in your voice. You're you definitely um,
1: I'm inside. Definitely I've been inside all day. The current state of
0: our I'm trying to be more sensitive in, in, in during our current state of the United States. and the world, for that matter. I know. I know. Um, but enough about the league. Let's just kind of wrap up. You know, the Steelers have some things. They have some. You know. Um. Oh, and let me read this. This is also breaking news. Um, I have to go through it, um, but there are some changes due to the coronavirus. Um, so oh, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. along, there's a release on Twitter. If you can, if you fi- you can find it, so Ian Rapport just tweeted. I'm sure Adam Schefter tweeted. The NFL and NFLPA delay off-season programs indefinitely. Issue additional procedures for free agent travel and medical examinations, and restrict access to club facilities. Uh, let me see. Um,
1: the Steelers also released yeah this as, a result, off-season, as a result
0: all season as a result off season team activities, so OTAs will not commence on April 6th for teams with new head coaches and April 20th for all other clubs the parties will periodically meet and reassess the public health situation to determine an appropriate start date for off season team activity and other related coronavirus mm-hmm. blah blah. blah. Um, and like I said there's going to be some you know when these deals become official Wednesday there's going to be some they're gonna to have to finagle how to get the teams, to, the um, the teams to get the players in their building to do their uh, physicals and sign the actual contract. So, um, but again, check it out on Twitter. Um, I, what I wanted to end the show with is give me a, a couple, maybe a name or two out there. Um, I'm, again, it's probably not gonna be a splash, but someone that you want the Steelers to maybe take a look at and. Kick the tires
1: on potentially. Difficult. Um. I I will settle with going uh with the position, and this is going to be selfish. Um. But I, and I know they're not going to do this anyways. But I think that you need to make, you know, if there's a quarterback that you can get on the chief that you feel has some decent playing experience. I think that they need to be the person either backing up Ben Rockford or the person backing up Mason Rudolph. Um, after what I watched last season with Mason Rudolph, and I don't even really want to mention the other guy's name, okay, because he doesn't have an NFL arm, and he should not make the roster. All right, I'm saying that on March 16th, 2020, that he should not make okay, the right roster.
0: Now, right now, with no changes, Paxton Lynch is the number three.
1: Yes. Are you agreeing with that or saying it? I'm asking you, but I tend to agree. I, I think that's the way it has to be. Um, you know, now do I think something? Do we have a of last year? God, no. Knock on wood. God, no. But um, I'd like to see them do that, and then uh, possibly like to get that on offensive lineman or you know backup interior offensive lineman um, if they can sign somebody like that. You know, really, I'm I'm protecting number seven right now. If you can not tell, that's kind of my whole thing. You know, um, I think the defense is set. You know, maybe two or three pieces. You know, between draft picks or a small free agency signing plug in here or there. That's ready to roll. Um, But then offensively, I'm like, protect your guy. And with, you know, what he's done with wide receivers in the past, Ben can develop wide receivers. Just think of what Deontay Johnson and James Washington are going to do now that they have a year to step up. And then Juju will be back to normal. Potentially because of the other two will be stepping up. And I think Juju will command, you know, less one-on-one maybe and more like, oh, we got to worry about all three or four of these guys. So that's what I'm thinking.
0: So, and like I said earlier, you know, I definitely don't want to dish out a lot of money to a running back, but if you can find a veteran running back, because here's my thing. I'm actually, I'm not a draft guru, but I also, and my point of saying that is I haven't fully invested myself yet into the draft class. I know there's, there's tons and tons of reports and scouting reports out there already. There's guys that do this for a living, um, and you can difference? follow them on Twitter. So I'm not one of them. I tend to get – when as closer as it gets to the draft, I start looking. Um, I'm not in love with the running back class. I think there's some players in there. I just don't know if there's that necessarily – I don't know if there's that Le'Veon Bell player in the second round, really. Um,
1: Yeah, Chubba Hubbard went back to Oklahoma State, so I don't think it's going to happen.
0: So – and that's just one guy, the kid from Clemson, ETN. Um, in, yeah. So, I mean, there's this guy, you know, I and there was, I think there might've been someone else at that. You know, Trevor Hubbard and uh, ETM were two of them, but I think someone else even returned and it was just kind of like, uh, right. So it's if, you can fi- if you can find, I mean, again, a guy like Devonte Freeman who I know has been kind of banged up or um, a veteran of that nature um, at the running back position, I think would, would, would definitely intrigue me personally. Um,
1: just need some speed.
0: Right. And to me, I think also if you can find, like I said, a Tyson Alualu nose tackle, I think Tyson Alualu himself could play nose tackle if they really, if it really came down to it. Um, but maybe yeah. some depth at safety. My guy, Alex Azura at Steelers Depot has been talking about it. Find a veteran who can play, again, both spots. Uh, the Steelers like to have their safeties be interchangeable, to be able to play both free and strong. Uh-huh. See if you can find somebody out there. Um that can come in and be that third safety because right now their depth That safety is really non-existent. Ain't there? So you better hope um, one of them don't get hurt. So that's that's where my head's at. If like, you can find a running back on, uh, you know, from a veteran perspective, not, not necessarily potentially, not probably looking to have a guy that's going to be a long-term starter, but sign like I said, like a two-year deal with a running back, kind of how they did with, you know, DeAngelo. They tried it with Garrett Blunt before everything went sour. Um, just to have a veteran presence, the guy that's can, you know, if you need to him for a game or two. If with you know with James Conner's injury history, you're gonna need somebody to be able to take the load for a game. And God knows, and multiple
1: and, and, and maybe multiple. So, yeah, speaking, that's for, my heads up about D line. I, I think we do forget about Isaiah Bugs, and I, not that he can play nose tackle, but you know there there is some there is some depth there. You know when you're talking about behind Tua and Hayward. So I don't know if that's like, I don't know how the Steelers view him. I view him re- rather positive but um yeah you know. Isaiah Bugs. yeah
0: no I like him um I, I,
1: he's not gonna play nose tackle and you, know, and, but... and
0: you know what's funny Colin Dunlap of 93.7 the fan just literally tweeted three minutes ago I think Isaiah Bugs will put a little weight back on move inside and be really really good um that's funny you say that um I'm not gonna say great minds so, so. <laughs> right and so uh, Dale Lally also just tweeted the Steelers will likely receive a third-round compensatory pick in 2021 for the loss of Javon Hargrave. They won't sign anyone who offsets a $13 million per season contract. So that also helps the Steelers well next year, too. Um, but, no, I, I like Isaiah Bugs. I, I liked him when they drafted him. I liked him a lot better than the Josh Frazier, who they got, I think it was the year before. Bad guy. Um, Rough. Right. I think he's out of the league. Um, Done. See ya. So... I agree. I think there's potential there, and I think that they can. Like I said, Tyson Alualu can play there. You know, Daniel McCullers has somebody's, someone's personal information because he's still on the roster. Um, <laughs> oh my God, I forgot so, about that. Yeah. So who knows? But I mean, again, it's literally day one. Lots can happen. Lots will happen. Um, keep your phone on. Keep refreshing your Twitter pages. Bombs like DeAndre Hopkins and, and um, uh, DeForest Buckner's and all these other things are going to continue to happen. So keep watching, keep paying attention. Obviously, we're paying attention to the Steelers news. Um, we'll have more this week. We're still ironing out our uh, offseason here and trying to figure out the best way to give you guys as much information as we can. And now with everything, kind of everyone kind of being on somewhat of a lockdown, what an opportunity for us to just continue to talk football. Okay. And and so that's what we look, that's what we aim to do. So everyone keep their eyes open, uh, their ears uh, locked in, and we'll, uh, you know, hopefully be delivering stuff to you on a definitely weekly basis, but hopefully maybe a somewhat of a daily basis. So hey, you know, um, Vince, any closing words? I would
1: expect a guest sometime this week for all you fans out there. So I'm just saying, I mean, I would expect a guest. That's, that's that's
0: we're working towards it so uh but again nonetheless um for vince my name is dimitri thank you so much for listening and we will certainly see you next wash time. wash your hands